ladies and gents, we're ready to rock and roll. And boy, we got a great show for you. Uh, and uh, with my coffee cup, I'm not much of a coffee drinker. This isn't really a coffee show. But if you're interested in some uh, some new visual art director stuff, maybe you got some stuff you need done for your social media. This episode's for you. Let's get this one on the road. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Boss! All right, ladies and gents, listen, building an organization isn't easy. Hiring, training, managing staff can be difficult, but today's guest is helping streamline that process. They're here to help get your business moving without having to balance customer and staff acquisition by providing you with a virtual art director. They're not just designers, but creative leaders. Let's see how this entrepreneur is helping businesses grow their creative side and turn that into a strong brand, leads, and ultimately more customers. So let's welcome to the show from my, uh, with my coffee, Mr. Andrew Lee. All right, Andrew, welcome to the program, man. No, thanks for having me. Love the intro. That was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I told you at the beginning, man, we are going to have some fun. I want to talk about you and your business in the best light possible. And that's what we do on this show, man. All right, so let's get let's get into this thing. Marketing. Um, I know there are times when I'm sitting there trying to think of something to do and I just draw a blank. Uh, How did you get into the creative space? And then right after that, how do we fix that problem? Yeah. um, So I actually started off building a social media creative agency. I mean, marketing was always in my wheelhouse after college, jumped through a bunch of different agencies. And it was really something I just gravitated towards. Um, I, I feel like to be a good marketer, you should you need to know who you are, right? Like you need to know what your brand is and what you actually want to communicate to your audience. Um, it's not just what you want to say, but what they want to hear. And like it's fine tuning that to really get you where you want to go. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, self-awareness, right? It's one yeah, of those yeah. uh, giving, giving yourself clarity. I was I was actually doing some research the other day on some of the most basic human needs. And one of them is, well, two of them, to be heard and to be seen, right? And being seen really, really is not so much about, you know, getting other people to see you, but really clarifying your message so that you feel like when you enter a room, you're noticed. When you have something to say, people are interested in that. I think that comes with clarity, but self-awareness isn't one of those easy things that you just kind of, oh, I woke up this morning and I know exactly what I'm doing. How do you, how do you get that clarity? I mean, it, it takes time. Like, it's really a lot of research, a lot of self-reflection. I mean, I, I'll give you an example. You know, like, let's say I am a pizza brand. I don't just go out and tell people, hey, I make pizza, right? Like, you got to dive deeper. You got to think about, oh, is there a reason for why my recipes are better? Or am I bringing some type of, like, cultural history element to it? And, like, really figure out, like, who you are. Once you figure that out, then everything's going to come easy. You know, like then you just map it out, get it out there, think about the different avenues and platforms that you can communicate your brand from, and then, you know, just blast it from there. But it all starts from like thinking about who you are first, because if you don't know that, if you're just trying to put a message out there for the sake of just selling something, then you're never going to get anywhere. All right. I agree with you on that. But let's talk about 
how that message kind of connects with people, right? So let's say, for example, I'm a plumber or I'm a real estate agent or I'm an insurance agent. I might know my craft really well, but to actually communicate that in a way that resonates with my audience that turns them into, you know, somebody who's just walking by to somebody who's actually interested and maybe even into a customer, that takes some real skill. And that's a different skill set than some of these entrepreneurs have when they first get into uh, into business. How are you helping them kind of balance between doing their actual work and being creatives? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, like, let's use the plumber example that you just mentioned. Uh, you know, if I'm looking for a plumber, obviously anybody who's advertising themselves as a plumber probably has the right skill sets, right? But that's not what I'm actually interviewing for. That's not what I'm looking for. I want to find somebody I trust, somebody who's actually going to give me like a good opinion, a good recommendation, not just try to upsell me on a bunch of different upgrades that I don't need. So when I'm working with a client, when I'm talking through what makes up their brand, I, I really try to dissect, you know, what does the customer actually want to see from them? Like when a client is vetting for your type of business, what are they actually looking for? It may not be the main selling points or the skill sets that you're advertising at the very front. It may be something secondary. And then how do we bring that secondary messaging to the front so that that's what's really selling you? Mm, the customer experience. What does my customer want? I think entrepreneurs, oftentimes we look at our business from the entrepreneur point of view, but sure. have a difficult time walking through the customer journey. Um, tell me a little bit about with my coffee. What am I going to find there and how is that helping the customer journey? Sure. So uh, with my coffee actually started out as uh, I was solving my own problem. So I was in the need for, you know, high level top talent designers from my own marketing agency. And then once I solved that issue, I realized that, hey, I can actually put this out there and help out a lot of, a lot of other business owners as well. Um, our value proposition here is to be able to find you like just creative leaders. Like I, I want to find you somebody that fits in the category of a virtual art director, somebody more senior, somebody managerial, somebody that can really take ownership of your creative needs and help you grow. Like I know that you know, you can go to Fiverr, you can go to Upwork, you can find like low cost effective junior designers to get the work done. That's not what I'm trying to solve for. I want to find you somebody who could be a partner to actually help you scale because those relationships are so much more valuable than just getting cheap, affordable work done. Mm, that, does, that totally makes sense because uh, you're right. Like you can hire anybody to do the, the actual work, but the guidance, right? right? The yes. managerial aspect of getting that work done the figuring out what your content pillars are, what your brand colors are, like that sort of process is, I know me personally, when I'm looking for people who do creatives, like there are some things that I look for. And sometimes that leadership's quality is something I kind of overlook because I assume I'm going to be the one managing and directing this stuff. Right. But when it comes down to it, that's not really my skill set, right? And that, are you finding the same thing when you're working with entrepreneurs? No, 100%. I mean, like, let, let's talk about like admin duties, for instance, right? Like when you hire down like an operations manager or like an office manager or something like that, you, you hope and expect for them to take on the full responsibility of their role and run with it. Why can't you take the same approach to the creative side? Like, why does it have to be, oh, I'm going to hire a junior designer. I'm going to have to micromanage them. Manage them. I'm going to have to like look over the shoulder all the time. Like, Break, break that idea, like break that mindset, like let's find you a designer who is capable and strong enough to actually help you lead the department and not just do the individual like day-to-day -day work. 
that's uh i think that's going to be harder to solve than it is like theoretically so walk me through this when you're finding a creative leader for somebody what is it that you're vetting for in this particular individual and how do you match them up with uh with that entrepreneur sure um it, it first starts with you know just obviously experience skill sets like yes you need to be a good designer yes you you should have experience across various industries depending on what client i'm serving for um, every single one of our virtual art directors, we custom vet for the client. So let's say you are a manufacturing client looking for somebody, then I will find you somebody that has manufacturing experience because I want them to come in with that know-how and understanding of the industry. Now, from there, it's more of an assessment of their thought process and just ability to operate as an art director and a leader. So the vetting questions are more around, you know, what is your creative approach? How do you problem solve this situation? How would you manage between dealing with uh, multiple deliverables and deadlines at the same time while also balancing like resourcing for the team. Like they're more managerial style interview questions versus just, can you make something on Photoshop? Like that part, mm. I already, that part's already a given, right? If you're applying for this job, I already know that you can make a design. What I want to know is whether or not you can actually own it and help manage it because that's the more valuable piece of uh, piece of skill set for me. When, when you're bringing on creatives like that, it's, 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 twofold i think in this part when when an entrepreneur hires somebody like that one they're looking for growth in their brand right increase mm -hmm. their following on social media you know establishing a brand that every that people recognize but then the other part of it is how do i calculate my return on investment there right so a creative might be great at at building a brand but an entrepreneur might not understand the difference between building a brand and converting uh like you know people into sales. Is there a blend in there or is there a separation that you kind of uh, talk to entrepreneurs about when they're thinking about bringing on a virtual art director? I mean, I, I think that's going to be case by case and it really depends on the objective of hiring the virtual art director in the first place. Um, we've dealt with clients where they just needed to increase their overall capacity of output. Uh, obviously, if you hire, you know, let's say us-based graphic designers art directors here like the salary points are really high um one of our value propositions are we are sourcing internationally so there is an overall labor cost effectiveness to what we're delivering so in that and of itself you can see how there's profitability that's increasing just based on the labor cost alone now i've worked with other uh, clients where what they actually wanted was somebody to help them build out a side hustle some somebody to help them lead like the creative end of building out a new side project so that ended up resulting in a completely new business model entirely. So I, I, I think like what you're asking really depends on, you know, case by case and who I'm working with. Okay, let's, well, let's talk about cost then. I mean, you mentioned that obviously hiring here in the U.S., there's a lot more cost associated. When you have an employee, not only is it salary, but now you have employment taxes. You got all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff that goes that, that's involved, workers comp, all kinds of stuff, right? You're hiring internationally, which you save some money there. So what does a what does a VAD, a virtual art director, run you? Uh, so our virtual art directors are seventeen fifty an hour. So they are offered out at either part time or full time roles, and you know just do the math accordingly on that. But on a yearly salary, you're looking at something in the low thirty thousands range. So think of it this way: for a comparable example, if I were to find you a mid level video editor in the US that can easily run 70K. So I'm already mm -hmm. having that cost by finding you a video editor that's international. But that's like a pure PL conversation, right? Like ultimately for us, it's more about 
you shouldn't let your geographical location define how good of a talent you can find. Like, I actually think that the pandemic helps support or helps support this message a lot because now remote working is accepted, right? You have large companies totally. like Twitter completely shutting down their offices because, hey, let's just let everyone work remotely. So, you know, going in that direction, why do, why do you need to find somebody within a 10 mile radius of your office? Why do you need to find somebody within the same city? You shouldn't. You should be able to look anywhere and everywhere for the best talent that you want to assemble your team. What kind of output can we expect? So, I mean, I know we're we're inundated, especially in the marketing space, where you see people like Gary Vee or Brad Lee, and they got you know, tons of pieces coming out. Alex Ramosi, you see them put out four, five, six, 10 pieces in a day across multiple platforms. Is that feasible with one art director? Uh, I mean, that's kind of a loaded question because it depends on what you're doing, right? Like if you're trying to get somebody to pump out templates that have like quotes on them or random like single images on social, then that's going to be at a way higher volume than if you're trying to have somebody create you custom-made motion graphics or animations. Like that's ultimately lay up to you. Um, like I, I'm not coming to the table and helping you, you know, strategize what to do with the virtual art director. It's more so me looking at what your current needs are and finding if we can help support. What are some of those the uh, biggest problems you come across when an entrepreneur comes in and they're looking for for help to get an art director? What are some of the things that you do tend to see often that they end up getting taken care of with with hiring one of your people? You mean like what? What are they solving for? Yeah, what problems? Uh, okay, I'll give you two examples. Uh, so one example, uh, client owns a marketing agency over in the East Coast. Uh, they just signed on a brand new client that had a huge demand on the workload or on the creative workload side. So they just needed to staff up immediately. Um, it was cost effective for them to come to me to hire on four virtual art directors to just help them manage that workload instead of you know looking for freelancers or contractors uh, on their own. So that's like a very transactional, like practical example of just like the value trade on the cost effectiveness of it. Um, another example is I had a client who originally approached me because he wanted to help build out his photo booth business. Um, he just needed somebody to help, you know, create the templates for the photo booth and make some marketing materials and social media designs for it. But then once he started working with his virtual art director, he actually expanded on that. Um, he had three other businesses. Two of them were gyms. Another one was uh, a digital agency or a digital company. I forgot what the, what the actual uh, focus was. But then he actually started having that same virtual art director output work for each of the other businesses. So now he has one individual helping to manage, you know, four different companies that he's working on or four different projects that he's working on. I, I think like a large, a big value piece of this is kind of opening your eyes, right? Like if you think about any employee, anybody that you bring to the table and add to your team, you want to be able to maximize what they're bringing to the table. I think take that same approach. Like this is just another worker. This is just another employee. But if you find somebody that is valuable, you find somebody that's qualified enough and really understands your business, then you can really push them. Hmm. Now you got my brain working a little bit because definitely uh, on my side, I've been I've been really pushing on building creatives for people. And I have my team that I've brought aboard that helps uh, helps our clients create, you know, 30 days of content, for example. Mm -hmm. But I'm still managing all that. And the way you described it right now for that other agency, it's like to bring somebody on to do that, they can potentially take that workload, at least from the management standpoint, 
um, and understand what it is that we're doing for the customer. And then now they're, they're taking over that part of the, that aspect of the, of the business. Does that sound about right? No, 100%. I mean, speaking about that agency again, they started off with one virtual art director. And then when they saw that, hey, I could build out a team to help support, you know, upcoming workloads with this. When they brought on the other three, they had their first one act as like the senior role. So then he ended up leading the other three. And then now internally, all they have is their acting creative director who kind of oversees everything, but like the actual individual projects are being project managed all by their VAD team. That's super cool. And, and I'm assuming they're also much more organized than probably I would be because they have sure. set <laughs> workflows that yeah, allow yeah. for productivity, right? Yeah. And I, I mean, like, you know, in that regard, like, I'm not saying that you hire a VAD and all of a sudden they're going to clean up all your processes and workflows, you know, like, ultimately, that's still the responsibility of the owner, right? Like, as a business owner, we should be able to build processes and systems that make sense that allow us to scale. I'm saying that I can give you a resource to actually help serve a, cert a specific purpose or a department and help grow that side of it. So you mentioned agencies and, and creatives. Is there any specific industry where you're kind of focusing your attention on as far as people who are looking for VADs or are they, or are you just kind of throwing it out there for pretty much any business who needs help on the creative side? Uh, I, I would say my ideal target is any company or business that actually outputs creative as part of you know their product offering. Um, just because like, that's always going to be something that's going to fluctuate, you know, as you get on new clients, as you pick up new projects, you need to be able to stay ahead of that workload. Um, not to say like, I, I don't work with other clients as well, but like, let's, you know, hypothetically, if you are a, an author, and then you only need a VAD to help you create like a book cover once in a while, or like a social media design once in a while, then you probably don't need like the kind of leader that we are offering here, because there's no room to grow that per se. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's very executional project based versus somebody who comes on and helps you to take over an entire client like portfolio of work. Mm, that, yeah, that totally makes a lot more sense because you don't want that turnover. This, that, that, if that's the case, just go to Fiverr, get somebody to help you out and get yeah, that, yeah. that project done. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's smarter to like just if you're going to do like project based work, then just hire accordingly. Right. Like ultimately you should hire for what the actual need is. But like putting a VAD into like a project-based role is almost like putting like a director into like an admin role. Like it, it's not the right fit for it. And that's not what we're trying to serve either. Um, ultimately, like we want to be able to position somebody that would help you grow your team. So let me ask you this on the creative side, is it mostly like graphics and editing, that sort of stuff, or do they dip like their feet into like creating funnels and sales pages as part of the creative as well? It's more so on the creative side. I mean, like there's a strategy component that can be tied into it, you know, based on your need. Um, like, for example, if you are looking to build out a new website, then I would definitely try to find you somebody that has the experience and understanding of like website content strategy, um, just to make sure that they come in with that understanding. Like I wouldn't give you somebody who only does illustrations, you know, to do a website because that's not the right fit. Yeah. Um, I would say it's more so about owning the creative aspect of it and helping to convey what you as the owner wants, because I want you to be able to take a step back. I don't want you to have to feel like you have to micromanage it. I want you to be able to say, um, let, let's use like your example. Um, I want you to be able to say that, hey, for this like upcoming show, can you deliver, you know, 10 pieces of creative every single month on this date? And then, you know, update the templates every like two months or whatever, but like let them own it. Like that will help alleviate so much stress off of your shoulders that will make it beneficial to me. 
Yeah, and it also gives the the VAD the uh, flexibility to be creative in their own right, right? So like yeah. you're 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 outlining the job description, but giving them enough leeway to have that creative uh, flexibility. One hundred percent, you know. And I, I think with any kind of creative field, like if you really want to get quality work, you do have to allow them to own it because they're coming to the table with their own creative, you know, personality. And direction <laughs> and then if you really think about it like all design stuff all creative stuff is subjective right like i might mm -hmm. like something that you don't like and vice versa <laughs> but and until you empower you know your creative team to really take ownership of it then you're essentially like putting a, like a narrow focus on what can be achieved so at that point and once you have that staff on board um you can essentially white label your work you can you yeah. can keep your label and sell it off but you ha essentially have your creative team in place am i hearing you correctly right like that's the goal here like if you build out the team because i mean i'll give you another example uh i actually i was actually talking to another uh, video production client um he would build out like short clips for his clients, like think like social media clips that are like 10 to 15 seconds long. And he would do it based on the client. But then he realized after after a while that, hey, he could have his VADs help develop like templates that could then be then turned into like packages that could be sold. So, hey, client, buy this package that comes with a five second clip, 15 second clip, a 30 second clip. And that would be like a new product offering that they can now develop. Hmm. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, because now you have the creative ability to do that. The templates in place, so it's time time saving, uh, and and you can do the output. What about ad yeah. copy? What about copy? So when you have these creatives, especially when you're posting on social, you have a description, you have hashtag stuff. Is that something that VADs kind of help with, or is that something completely separate? I gotta add that in. I would say as of right now, copy is something that we're still trying to flesh out, uh, maybe it'll come as like a phase two later on. <laughs> but for now, it's more focused on like the visual aspect of it. So anything on like the design side, video editing side, animations, uh, motion graphics, you name it. That's super cool. I mean, you guys are doing some, um, video is just like king right now. So you guys are yeah. already doing something that is saving so much time. There are so many people, including myself, who spend so much time trying to fill my way through like Adobe Premiere Pro and trying to figure it out as I go. And, I'm, and you know, we're not professional editors. We're just trying to save a buck yeah. here to go to do, to do what we need to do. But at $17.50 an hour, I mean, that's something that is almost like super reasonable to come in and it's flat $17.50 an hour. So it's not like I'm adding tax to it. I'm not adding workers right. comp to it. It's flat. Um, are we hiring these people like directly where we're processing uh, payroll, like through, I don't know, through PayPal or whatever, or do we pay you directly and you handle all that side of it? No, good question. That's actually one of the best. I mean, that's one of the value propositions that we bring to the table. We handle all of it for you. So the only thing that you ever have to touch is our monthly invoice, all the onboarding stuff, payroll stuff, any taxes on our side, like we manage that all with the VAG. What about uh, monitoring like progress? So if I'm paying seventeen fifty an hour, am I getting the full hours worth of work? Uh, how are how are we tracking that? We watch that too. We have time trackers to check on you know productivity if they're actually utilizing their full hours. Let's say you signed up for forty hours a week, but we notice that they're only spending I don't know twenty seven hours for you. Then we'll flag that to you. Hey, you have thirteen hours that are are being underutilized per week. Like let's explore other things that you can actually have them help you out with. Uh, we do regular check-ins as well. We have an account manager that kind of oversees and helps you make, helps you just manage the relationship. You know, and that also acts as like your escalation point. Like if there's any, if there's ever any issues, then, you know, we're here to support you and the on-call recruitment team will always be ready to find you another one.
That's super cool because I think uh, a lot of times we as entrepreneurs don't understand the time that it takes for to develop some of this creative, right? So we assume, yeah. hey, I want you to pump out 40 pieces of content this week and your your, your editors over there like, uh, do you realize how much it takes to do <laughs> like one clip? So, you know, you guys being in the back end tracking and monitoring, if I'm underutilizing, you're helping us kind of maximize our our cost right or what we're spending and getting the value that we possibly can out versus like just kind of having our thumbs in the air like oh, what's yeah. going on i don't know what to do yeah we can help advise on things like that like we can do a deep dive and just let, let's say do like an average estimate on how long a task is taking so on average how long is this vad taking to produce a 30 second clip and then we'll average that out for you and help you monitor it and then from there you can actually you know start projecting your own output right if this individual is taking two hours to do this one task, now you know that during an eight hour shift, they could do four. And then mm -hmm. you can actually project out what your entire company is able to do from that. And as you develop your processes and templates in place, that time might be constricted, yeah. right? You might be able to shrink the time frame and increase the output. Right, exactly. That's sweet, dude. All right, well, uh, you know, if people want to find out more about that, tell them how, how did they get a hold of you? What's the process like to get started? Sure. So, I mean, obviously, you can go to the website withmycoffee.com. Super simple, or you can email me directly at Andrew at withmycoffee. Everything starts with an initial discovery call. Um, that will most likely be with myself or one of my other business partners. But on that call, we just want to have an understanding of what your business is and what exactly are your creative needs. From there, we start the recruitment process. You know, we will find somebody that's properly vetted just for you, share your portfolios when they're ready. And once you approve somebody, that person's ready to start. From there, you know, they're yours to work with. There is no middleman. We're not like some of the other companies where there's like a, a ticket system that you have to submit things through. Like they are your employee. You can add them to your Slack channels, your WhatsApp, whatever you want, like integrate them into your system because they're they're for you to work with. That's super cool. I mean, it, it makes the flexibility so much easier to be able to have somebody on your team and then integrate them into yeah. your team. What's the time frame from like when we have an onboarding call and then you go out and vet people, how long does it usually take to find somebody who's a good fit? And do I get to interview them to see if they're a good fit? Yeah, uh, I would say on average, maybe like one or two weeks before we send you back portfolios for review. And you are 100% able to interview them if you want. We can set up a Skype call and you can just talk to them or you can just review their email, I mean, our, their portfolios and decide from there. That's totally up to you. That's cool. Because, yeah, I, I, figure, I feel like it's almost like hiring a coach or hiring an employee. Sometimes it's not always the skill level, but the yeah. actual personality type that makes a difference when, when you bring somebody onto your team. You just want to make sure it's a good cultural fit. You want to make 100%. sure that you guys jive. So, you know, having that conversation is is totally a plus side. What if what if uh, I make the wrong hiring decision? So I bring some, I, I do the interview process. I like their portfolio. And then, you know, a week or two in, I'm like, you know what? I'm not really connecting with this person. What happens? You're able to do that at any time. I mean, our biggest thing is client satisfaction and like the value that you're getting from it. So if one month in or two weeks in, like you said, you're not feeling this person, maybe just because it's not a good team culture fit or dynamic fit, just let us know. Then we'll immediately start the recruitment process again. We'll find you some new candidates. Perfect, man. Dude, it feels like you guys got this rocking and rolling. I, I gotta ask you from a personal <laughs> side, like sure. you, you had a problem and now you solve the problem. What did that do for your business? And did this open up like, is this a whole new venture because you solved your problem? Pretty much. So the like, the problem initially was uh, it occurred in my social media agency. 
um, I was essentially hitting a ceiling on how much designs I could support. And with the growing number of clients that we were picking up, it was just getting way too expensive. Like that was kind of the, the truth of it. So I had already like been dabbling in, you know, the virtual assistant world, outsourcing remotely. And like, I just never really thought about the creative aspect of it because in my mind was like that taboo about, you know, Fiverr and just really poor work. But then once I really dove into it and explored and like found what was out there, I was able to hire on a team of six designers that are completely just taken over my design side. And then I further tweaked it exactly like what you mentioned. You know, I calculated how many hours it takes to make a social design, how many hours it takes to make uh, a video design. And then from there, I was able to project out how many designers do I need to support my existing clients. And then if I anticipate, you know, new client growth, then I just need to add on new designers and I can base it off of that. So when I solved for that problem, you know, I was ecstatic. <laughs> but then I realized that, hey, I'm sure there's a lot of other business owners that are facing kind of the same situation. So how can I, you know, branch out and help them? And that's kind of the, the origin story for With My Coffee. So why'd you name it With My Coffee, by the way? <laughs> so um, my partners and I were going back and forth about kind of more generic names, like something, something staffing, something, something designer. And then I was talking about an internal process that I, I currently use um, called with my coffee. And what that is, is every Monday morning, I have my team of account managers send me an email. It's basically like a snapshot um, just to run me through like their priorities and like urgent items for the week. And I, I, I had named that the with my coffee email because the idea was that I would read it while you know drinking my coffee on Monday morning. So when I told them about that on a completely like unrelated conversation, they loved the name. They said it was clever. They said it would actually spark like a conversation topic. And we should just use that, you know, for our virtual art director business. And we went with it. Isn't it funny how life just kind of tends to name things as it goes along, dude? I love <laughs> it. it. It definitely is something yeah. different. Uh, I don't drink coffee, but definitely something I can remember with my coffee. I love how you did that, by the way, on Monday mornings. <laughs> perfect like you're sitting there like i gotta review this stuff might as well have my cup of coffee with me all right, right one more time man ladies and gentlemen look if you're looking for somebody to help you with your creative then check out the website withmycoffee.com withmycoffee.com is the website get yourself somebody to help lead your team on the creative side somebody to be a partner with you at a very minimal cost let's take some of that time back and use it to build that creative side with somebody who has the skills to make that happen for you so you can focus on what you do best in your business with mycoffee.com with mycoffee.com hit up uh, my boy andrew here at andrew at withmycoffee.com shoot him an email get at least a conversation going because you never know what kind of opportunities might open up you might bring somebody on for a job here and there and next thing you know they're running the creatives for multiple businesses that you run that's just the way it works with mycoffee.com andrew thank you very much for coming on the show today uh i got one more question for you man and yeah. i asked this of all the guests that come on the show you're promoting your your business you've probably been on multiple podcasts what was your experience like being on the business bros Loved it. Uh, this is actually my first live one. So just just the whole production of it, you know, the intros and everything. Love the fact that it was completely authentic and genuine. It's not like we scripted anything before this. So it was a lot of fun just having a genuine conversation with you. Yeah, don't tell anybody I sent you the script before the show. Just kidding. Just <laughs> kidding, ladies and gents. Hey, I'm as curious as you are. That's really what it comes down to. This is why I do the show. Literally, I didn't know stuff like this existed until I started interviewing people who are doing this thing. Look, you're in business. 
There are problems that you have in your business that you have solved. And to you, they're simple solutions. But like what Andrew noticed is it's not only a solution for me, it could be a solution for so many other people. And how do you build a business? You solve problems. And that's yep. what Andrew did here. So make sure you guys go to withmycoffee.com, withmycoffee.com, get that creative problem solved and start making some bigger bucks as you scale and grow your business. Andrew, thank you very much for being on the program. Ladies and gents, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. And we're out. Appreciate it. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast, but not just any podcast, podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started.